how to be awesome in times of uncertainty. Right now, with everything that's going on, I was super hesitant to do a podcast on the coronavirus or anything related to it for many reasons, mainly because I don't want to talk about something that so many people know way more about and are experts in this area, but then I thought any other Friday podcast wouldn't seem fitting for what's going on in the world right now. So we're talking about it. Our country and our world is reacting to a situation like it never has before. Lots to think about and lots of uncertainty. So how do we stay optimistic, but also realistic and be awesome in times of uncertainty? We're talking about it. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. All right, friends, we're doing it. Now, this podcast is going to be a little bit different if you're listening to it weeks or months after its release date, but really so many of the concepts can apply to other situations. Uncertainty, the unknown, the scary parts and the what ifs, and the worst case scenario thinking. But The last two days have really felt like two weeks in some ways. Lots and lots going on and lots and lots to process. So there's lots of opinions and lots of theories and lots of people talking about all the things. And I really think that we won't know what it is and what it means and what the best answers and solutions are and how big or how small this is going to be until it all pans out. I definitely don't pretend to know all those answers, but I'm here to remind you something that I say very often, which is you can't always control what's happening around you, but you can control your thoughts, your self-talk. You can control your emotions. You can control your mood, the way you breathe, how you prepare, how you solve problems, how you're treating other people and if you're kind. You can control how you're taking care of your body and putting the health and happiness of yourself and your family at the top of your priority list. It is 2.30 in the morning, the night before this podcast goes live, because I just thought we had a different, my team had something else scheduled for this release date. And I just thought, you know, first I was like, I'm not talking about coronavirus. I'm not a medical expert. I just, I don't know what's, how it's all going to pan out. But then when they were telling me, all right, well, what do you want to release? I was like, none of this, none of this seems like the right thing to release at this moment in time. And so they're like, well, then you got to record a podcast about the coronavirus. And I'm like, oh man. All right. So here we go. Not just about the coronavirus, but about uncertainty, because I think for me, that's the one word that probably summarizes where we're at right now best is we're uncertain. Nobody knows how this is going to go. So let's tackle it and let's talk about it. And hopefully we'll kind of work through some thoughts and some feelings together today. So let's talk coronavirus and where we're at now and how we can approach it without losing our minds or getting depressed or getting so stressed from worrying about it that we 
shut down and we can't function. I think there's so much information and it can be overwhelming. And I think probably the most natural and the most common response is to kind of have different feelings. Sometimes you can feel like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And other times you can feel like the world is collapsing and you're terrified and your mind goes to the worst, the worst place. I feel like in a way it feels like a movie, like this isn't really happening. I know in my lifetime, schools have never been shut down across the entire United States, which it looks like at this moment, that's the way that it's going. And from my perspective, well, first let me tell you. So today happened to be a day that my husband Craig and I went up to LA to see Dr. Lekos. So Dr. Lekos, if you haven't heard me talk about him yet, is an epic functional medicine doctor and just a really cool guy on top of it. And I was excited that that Craig's first appointment with him happened to be today on a day when I have so many medical questions. And Dr. Lekos basically confirmed in his opinion that the same thing that we thought, which which is looking at the medical facts at this time, the coronavirus is really only you know, deadly and very harmful to people who are, who have compromised immune systems or existing health conditions. So for the majority of people, this could be looked at as a bad flu and not something that, you know, is necessarily deadly or crazy serious, or, you know, that could be potentially, you know, potentially really, really, really harmful. And also when thinking about the United States as a whole, I know there are listeners from other places, but just to kind of give a number to it right now, we're looking at uh, about 1,200 people who have the virus and about 300 million plus people in the in the entire United States. So your chances of getting it are, you know, 0.00001, whatever chance. I'm making that up, but you get the point. I mean, the chances of getting it at this stage are so unlikely and everyone's so afraid of getting it. And Dr. Lacos really said that he thinks that it's overblown and that it's good to be proactive. And, you know, I think that it's going to spread so much less because we're all moving towards, you know, not being in, in big public places with lots of people. And a lot of people are bunkering down and staying home. And, and I think that it's good to be proactive because it's going to spread so much less if we're all not together. So I'm not weirdly as worried about getting the virus or my family or things like that. I'm more worried about people, the public and the people's reaction to such a big life change and people panicking and making decisions that they wouldn't normally make because this has never happened in most of our lifetimes. Something, you know, this mass epidemic as they're calling it. So for me, the kind of worry and the stress is more in that way. Like I said, at this moment in 24 hours, in two weeks, in two months, it could be something completely different. But, you know, it seems like the facts of the virus itself aren't that devastating for me. It's shutting down schools and businesses closing and people's jobs being affected and all those things that I worry about how people react to it. And I worry about what could be next. Could there be looting or could there be, you know, just things that, that sometimes come with, with you know, in states, st- states of crisis. So that's kind of more of where my mind is going at this point. 
but I think it's good and bad. I think it's it's good that we have these talks and I think that we th- we talk about what we're worried about and these are just my opinions and and I read, you know, like all of us I'm reading so much and watching so much and talking to people who are experts. And so that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at and I think that not freaking out is key because it doesn't help anyone. And I think in any uncertain situation the hardest thing that the hardest thing is probably the best thing, which is to remain calm and to realize you're going to have freak out moments and you're going to have overwhelming moments. But if you can do whatever you do just to get centered and come back to, you know, come back to a peaceful place and just try to remain calm because you have to tell yourself that's when you're going to make the best decisions and you're going to be the best support to your loved ones and the people who need you to be strong as we all figure this out and try to navigate this uncertain time. Next, I think we need to prepare. I think we need to prepare the best we can. And I think that's the hardest, that's the hardest thing is I keep saying everything's the hardest thing. Staying calm is the hardest thing. Preparing is the hardest thing. But I think they are both equally hard because how do you prepare for something that you don't know what's next, that you don't know what's coming? For me, and I worry that by, by kind of sharing what I've done, I'm gonna open myself up to judgment. But when has that ever stopped me? I just don't want to put my views on people in such a such a crazy time, but this is what, this is what I think works for myself and for my family. So to prepare, I've stocked up our house. So I started maybe a week ago, not hoarding. My gosh, I posted a picture, just kind of like a funny picture where I was just kind of teasing weeks ago or, you know, a while ago when this whole thing hadn't exploded, sitting on a big pile of toilet paper in Target and people got so mad, stop hoarding. And I was like, oh, yeesh. I was just, I thought it was obvious that I was being playful. So I've stocked up, not in a hoarding way, but just by getting different things from different places. I've gone to several stores and I've done several online ordering things. So I've done Amazon Prime. I've done Amazon Whole Foods Delivery. I've done Instacart. All these different things to just kind of prepare ourselves. Our school announced tonight that our kids will go to school tomorrow, but then starting Monday, they're staying home and and a couple of days later on Wednesday they'll have an online sort of homeschool virtual something set up all the details to be determined. So tomorrow I take the kids to school and then after that we're bunkering down. We're staying home. So I've prepared our house with food and water and toiletries, everything that we would need if we had to stay home for 2 months. That's kind of what I told myself I felt comfortable with. So it's lots of fresh foods and packaged foods and frozen foods, all a combination. And it's everything we would need to bathe and shower and toiletries and cleaning supplies and all that stuff. That's what makes me feel comfortable and not make me, you know, freak out or freak out or worry too much. So that's what we've done. So we've stocked up, I've stocked the pantry, and then I just emptied out sort of a closet that I had extra rugs and towels and different things. And I made that like a second pantry. So that's all canned goods and canned pasta and mac and cheese for the kids, all sorts of stuff. I really took a lot of time to try to order different things in all different categories. So fresh food, frozen food, and packaged foods. 
So that way we can use them as this goes. And like I said, every, I'm so hesitant to do this. And that's why I'm kind of stuttering because every day this is going to change. And I don't know, we could, listen, we could all stay in our houses for 10 days and then this whole thing could, you know, blow over and become such a small thing that we all go outside and go back to school and go back to work and resume our daily lives. I don't know. I hope that's the case. But if not, for me, this is how I, this is how I feel comfortable and I feel like I'm making the right choices for the health and safety of my family. I also went to Target. And you know what? That Target trip today, Craig and I stopped by Target quickly. And just seeing how people were, of course, naturally on edge and uncertain and short with each other. And I don't know, it just really made me feel like, you know, in times of uncertainty and in times of turmoil, people make decisions they wouldn't normally make. And I could definitely see scenes from movies happening, like people getting upset or fighting in stores or as the shelves, you know, become emptier, there being conflicts in stores. So I feel like for my family, the right choice is to stay at home, stay home with the things that, that I've kind of, you know, that I've kind of gathered and we're going to bunker down and we're going to make the most of it. And we're going to be optimistic and have a positive attitude while being aware of what's going on around us. A couple more details, if you're interested on kind of what I was thinking as far as the stock up of the food. So I filled our fridge and we're fortunate enough just because we do quite a few parties and different things that we have a garage fridge and freezer, like an industrial set. So I can hold a ton out there. If you don't have something like that, an extra fridge or freezer, you just got to maximize the space that you do have. And, uh, you know, there's so many things that you can really compact down. I got a lot of frozen fruits and vegetables. So different kinds of fruits for smoothies. I got everything from organic berries and strawberries and blueberries. I got a bunch of app, I mean, sorry, I got a bunch of bananas and I took them out of the banana peels and I froze them so that they're good in smoothies. I got a ton of almond milk and that's how we'll make smoothies in the morning. And then for lunch and dinners, I got, my kids are picky about the vegetables, man, but I got a lot of frozen corn and peas and mixed vegetables. So we'll be able to do that at every meal and they don't take up a lot of freezer space. Then I naturally got some ice creams and some desserts for the dry foods. I got lots of cereal. I got maybe a dozen boxes of assorted organic cereal. And then I got those Horizon milk boxes that don't need to be refrigerated. So I stocked us up with milk in the fridge, but I also did the milk boxes so that those can go in the pantry and we could use them anytime. A little bit more, you know, shelf stable. Then I did lots of pastas, cans of beans. I got lots of chicken and turkey and lean beef. And I put half in the fridge or a little bit in the fridge and the majority in the freezer. I got some fresh soups, lots of yogurts, things to kind of eat now, all the normal things that I would get, just more of it. And then I got all the cleaning supplies, all the cleaning supplies we would need, toilet paper and paper towels. When we were at Target today, I saw a couple people, a couple different times, people on their cell phones talking to someone else on the other line and so stressed and upset and flustered. And I think that if we all just take a step back and calm down a little bit, we can solve problems. Like one guy was almost in tears saying, there's no toilet paper. Like there's none. I'm leaving and just freaking out. And I felt so awful for him. And he was on the phone. Otherwise I probably would have, you know, given my two cents, but 
yes, there were not, there was not toilet paper at Target, but there was tissues and baby wipes and paper towels. So in a bind, those things work. And I think it's, you know, it's so easy for us to get overwhelmed in these uncertain situations and uncertain times that we don't think outside the box. So that's why I wanted to mention, stay calm, don't freak out. If no other reason besides you'll make a better decision by, you know, being in a stable mind and you'll think of other options. And I think that's one of the best takeaways that we can get is, you know, be open-minded. We don't know what we're going to face. We're facing the unknown. So let's be positive. Let's be optimistic, but let's also be realistic and be calm so we can make good decisions. What else did I stock up? Oh, I love Siete almond flour tortillas. And when I order them from Amazon Prime Whole Foods, they come frozen. So I put some in the freezer and one in the fridge so we can use those. Got lots of frozen pizzas. That's a really good meal that most will eat. Like I said, lots of boxes. I love the Annie's grass-fed mac and cheese. I I kind of felt psycho trying to find all my, you know, favorite organic, you know, mostly gluten-free healthy-ish options, but um, I was still able to find them. So it makes it better to kind of keep everyone eating how they're used to eating. I'll get into that more kind of at the end of this talk, but I really think now's not the time to, now listen, of course we got to do what we got to do, but if you have the option to choose healthy choices, I think that's so key for keeping our immune system strong. So you know, it was funny because I was like, oh, it's so crazy that I keep searching for organic things online for delivery. But then at the same time, I was like, no, if there's a time to really focus on health and wellness and putting good food and good nutrients in our body, it's now that this is the time to do it. I also, like I said, lots of fruits and vegetables and all that I stocked now. I washed it, I prepped it, organic carrots and corn and things like that, that I can feed the kids over the next couple of days and the family. But then, and I'm not sure how this is going to pan out, but I went online and I was seeing that all of the food delivery services that we're so fortunate to have the convenience of now, some of them were unavailable at all, which you can usually get a two-hour delivery window, and some of them had delivery available several days out. So what I did is I set up, I went on a couple of different websites and I set up a new order of fresh fruits and vegetables to come in three days and then another set to come three days later. And now who knows, maybe the stores will sell out by then if things kind of keep going and people keep, you know, really shopping at scale the way they have been. But I thought it's a good backup and a good way for me to get more fresh fruits and vegetables before I kind of dig into the more packaged stuff and the more frozen stuff. So I think that's one of the best things as I was spending so much time looking online and thinking about different things. If you do use food delivery services, if that's available in your area, you might want to stock up now, but then also schedule some deliveries in the future so you can get a refresh on these things. And who knows, maybe these food delivery services will be able to deliver food the whole time while we go through you know, this crisis, if you want to call it that, or maybe they won't, maybe they'll be, you know, maybe they'll, the, the owners and the, the, you know, executives will decide that they don't want to keep doing it. Maybe the risk is too big, or if more, more and more people get the virus, they don't want people out, out and about shopping and delivering groceries. I have no, no idea. None of us do. Right. So not sure how that's going to go. I hope that I've completely overstocked, But the good thing is it's stuff that we'll always use. Very little of it, if any, would go to waste because so much of it is packaged and frozen. 
And what's not frozen, I could freeze so much of it, even the breads and different things and get creative with. So I really hope we don't need all this. I hope we don't have to go down that path for very long, but I always want to be prepared. And I've always thought that maybe in our lifetimes, something like this would happen. I thought it would be more in the case of a natural disaster possibly, but, um, and certainly not at this scale. It still doesn't feel real in this moment. But like I said, I'm just sharing what I think works best for us. And maybe you'll have a couple takeaways that work well for your family too. So now we're staying home. We stocked up on food. We stocked up on supplies. We're staying home. What we're going to do at home is key. We're going to be smart and aware of what's going on. We're going to watch the news. We're going to talk. We're going to be honest, but we're also going to make the most of it. We're going to enjoy the time together. We're going to play. We're going to learn. We're going to talk. And I'm really going to focus on the kids. You know, this is scary for us adults and we're big people. Imagine being little people and you hear things, you hear adults talking, you hear teachers talking, you hear the news. Imagine trying to be a little person and process all that's going on. I can't imagine it. It's hard for me to process, let alone, you know, a little one. So for me, definitely in the next few days, my plan is to lots of hugs, lots of talks and, you know, talk about their concerns and this, and this growing concern. I really think we should all feel how we feel, like feel all the feelings. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to vent, vent, whatever it is, I feel like you should feel the feelings, go through the process. But I think that once we go through that, I think we should also allow ourselves to shift the focus and rebalance and center and breathe. Side note, I'm doing a lot of reading and learning lately on breathing, and I have so much to learn. So I'll share more about that in future episodes, but just make sure you breathe, you know, take that time to do those really good deep breaths. Another thing that really makes me feel calm, kind of when I feel like I have a little anxiety, especially at home, is to have music playing. Sometimes it's energetic, kind of workout music, and other times it's more like calm spa music. Right now, I'm definitely in the calm spa music type mood. But I find that a lot of times silence makes me more anxious. So if you're like that, put some music on. It's just so you're not listening to only your own thoughts in your head. And, you know, there's some music. It's I feel like music is so good for the soul. Feel how you need to feel. Go through the motions. Be aware. Be honest. Be proactive. Be help, Be safe. And I think we also need to really think about our overall health. So when we're thinking about, God, what can we do? This seems so overwhelming. And it, there's so much bad news I think that we need to focus on what we're eating and how we're moving and our lifestyle and how it plays so much into all of this and so much more than we think. I think the best thing you can do right now is take care of yourself. Do the things to boost your your immune system. Eat real foods. Take your supplements, you know, vitamin D for immunity and vitamin C and stay hydrated Of course, man, if I hear anyone else say, wash your hands, that's the answer. Of course, wash your hands. Absolutely. But also sleep, get good sleep, which is something that I need to listen to because it's approaching 3 a.m., which is why my voice is cracking. But aside from tonight, I'm going to sleep. Our body needs to rest. 
and, you know, recoup and prepare for the next day. And especially right now when we have no idea what the next day is going to be and what the next day is going to hold. So I just think that's the best way we can really protect ourselves is by boosting our immune system and thinking about the health of ourselves and our families and try to eat real foods and just take care of our body in the best way that we know. I've seen a lot of posts in the last 24 hours and messages about people saying, this is a great opportunity and this is a sign that we all need to slow down. And, you know, part of me completely agrees with that. And then the other part of me is like, ah, I'm not quite there yet. I'm still worried about how bad it could get. Like, I'm just not at the point to where I I can be like, yes, this is a, you know, I mean, listen, I secretly love having my kids home. It's like a, you know, a surprise spring break. We didn't, you know, we didn't expect to have my babies home and spend so much unexpected time with them is a dream. Like I'm so excited for that, but I'm also, you know, so worried about how bad it could get. And I want to be realistic about that. And I want to keep that, this positive, this podcast optimistic and positive and uplifting, but I just want to mention that because I don't want it to come across like it's all like, listen, smile through it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, listen, I'm worried too. We're all worried, but by being calm and by being optimistic and by being positive and feeling all the feelings and taking care of our body and boosting our immune system, we have the best, we have the best shot at the best outcome here. And, you know, I think that we just have to focus on what we can control. The things that we can control, our mood, our reactions, our immunity, our health, our happiness. I think we need to be kind to not just our family and friends, not just our tribe, but to everyone that we're around and we encounter. We're all in this together in a way. I think that we just need to focus on what we can control and focus on our happiness, our health, our breathing, and realize it is an uncertain it's an uncertain time none of us know what's next but there's so much that we can control if you feel out of control focus on what you can control your immediate immune system your focus your mindset your mind energy where your mind goes your mood your reactions all that stuff it's so important for you for your health for your happiness and for your families. I'm sending all the good vibes out into the world. And I wish you guys um, all the best this week. Let's stay in touch. Please let me know how you're feeling, what's going on in your city, in your town, in your community. And let's talk about it. Let's have the honest conversation and stay connected. Like I said, sending all the good vibes out into the world. Stay healthy and stay positive. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.